Hello and welcome to episode 12 of My Thoughts on the World. And today we're going to be talking about, yes, you may have guessed it, more of those religious men that you trust so much that can't help but help themselves to your sons and daughters. Stay tuned. Forty-one-year-old former pastor John Rainey Chastain sits in the Volusia County Jail right now, charged by sheriff's investigators with molesting a 13-year-old girl. Christopher Evans is being held on a $250,000 bond in the Claremont County Jail. Now, it's important right from the start to point out that while Christopher Evans was indeed a youth minister at the Salt Air Church of Christ, which is between Bethel and Felicity, according to church officials and investigators, this particular case has nothing to do with the church itself. You know, it's pretty pathetic whenever a church distance themselves from guys like this. If somebody is lying or embezzling money, misusing church funds, out with a prostitute like uh, Jimmy Swaggard, they forgive him and say, oh, God will heal him. Let's pray for him in his moment of need. But whenever somebody is caught molesting a child, be it a pastor Sunday school teacher, or a youth pastor, all of a sudden they turn their backs and play stupid. Well, we had no idea this was going on. He's not a member of this church. No, no one in this church could do that. All of a sudden, everybody's deaf, dumb, and blind to the situation. It never fails. That's their M.O., folks. That is their M.O. It's, it's pretty pathetic and sad and shameful to know that a lot of churches are doing this now. It's pretty bad. But on with the podcast. All right, here we go. A pastor is charged with a 1993 sexual assault of a 14-year-old parishioner. Now, an Orange County district attorney's office is seeking the public's help identifying the potential additional victims of a former Orange County youth pastor who sexually assaulted a 14-year-old female parishioner in 1993. I guess uh, they don't have a statute of limitations there in Orange County. Uh, Joe David Nelms, 47, formerly of San Clemente, is charged with eight felony counts of lewd acts on a child under 14 and faces a maximum sentence of 22 years in state prison if convicted. Nelms was arrested March 18, 2011 in Lindale, Texas on an Orange County warrant and is being held without bail. He will now face extradition proceedings in Texas and upon his extradition to Orange County, the people will be requesting Nelms be held on a $200,000 bail. His arraignment date is to be determined. So this is still ongoing. But this has been going on since 93. How many other fucking kids has he been doing? You know? How many has he been molesting? This guy has been had full reign over the Texas and Florida for God knows how long. It's pathetic. Now, in 1993, Nelms met a 13-year-old, Jane Doe. I guess she doesn't want her name revealed. While working as a youth pastor at Pacific Coast Church in San Clemente. The defendant was 29 years old at the time. Now, over a three-year period, Nelms is accused of sexually assaulting the victim at the church 
and in the, a car by rubbing her vagina and breasts over and under her clothing. Now, in 2011, Jane Doe reported the sexual assault to law enforcement after being encouraged by a friend in whom she had confided about the abuse by the defendant. Now, Nels was arrested at his home in Texas on March 18, 2011, and is in custody at the Smith County Jail. About fucking time. Now, Nelms was a youth pastor at the Pacific Coast Church in San Clemente from 1990 to 2000. How many other kids has he molested in that church? And, and you people trusted this guy? The families trusted this guy and had no fucking clue that this guy was doing this? You people need to open up your eyes and screen your uh, youth pastors is just a little bit better. Now, at the time of his arrest, the defendant was a volunteer Bible study teacher at First Baptist Church in Lindale, Texas. Well, this guy's been to a lot of churches, a lot of kids. Mm -mm. And he was a counselor for high school-aged children at the Sky Ranch, a Christian camp and ministry. So not, not only is he doing kids at the church... He's doing kids at camps, too. Boy, out there in the woods with his pants down, dick hard, trying to get in these girls' pants. Now, his whereabouts after leaving San Clemente and prior to arriving in Texas are unknown at this time. So, until somebody, some people come forward, we'll never know how many kids he's done. Now, based on evidence obtained in the investigation... It is believed that Nelms may possibly have additional victims. No shit. These guys normally don't just molest one person and that's it. Now the Orange County Sheriff's Department investigated this case and the investigation is ongoing. Wow. When are these people ever, ever going to learn? And everyone who's thinking about joining the church, go to Priesty Leaks and see what these people are doing. All right. Now, we have a Missouri Catholic priest who uh, has been arrested for child pornography. St. Joseph Bishop Robert W. Finn released a statement Friday expressing regret that the diocese didn't contact police for a full investigation after Friar Sean Radigan's computer containing child porn was discovered in December of 2010. Now, what does that mean, folks? I guess they found the child pornography and decided, well, let's keep it a year so we can beat off to the pictures in the movies before we turn it into the cops. Bunch of rotten bastards. Now, described by Bishop Finn as a popular priest, Radigan's, or Radigan has been arrested and charged with three counts of felony child pornography possession. Oh, God, pathetic. Now, in the statement, Bishop Finn describes how he was notified in December that Radigan had images of, of children at parish events, including some that were disturbing. So these were happening during events at the church? Whoa. And included an unclothed child. What was he, giving him a bath? Rubbing his genitalia? It didn't say if it's boys or girls. It's probably both. Knowing these priests, ah, more than likely, if it's a priest, it's probably boys. 
Now, Bishop Finn said the diocese contacted police and their own legal counsel the next day. Why the fuck are you giving this guy legal counsel for? If this guy has child pornography, have him get his own legal counsel. Give him a, a court-appointed attorney. Why are you spending money on this motherfucker? Now, in both instances, we were told that, while very troubling, the photographs did not constitute child pornography as they did not depict sexual conduct and contact, Bishop Finn said. He's defending this guy. There's naked kids on here. They're not his own. I mean, I know there's people, families out there who have pictures of them giving their children their first bath. Or something like that. And that's not child pornography. That's family. But when you got a guy who's got pictures of unclothed kids that are not his. That's child pornography. Whether he's touching them or not. Bottom line. Now Bishop Finn said once police were able to search Radican's home in May 2011. They have found materials that are alleged to constitute child pornography. Now, in the probable cause, prosecutors said after the laptop was found, Radigan, who's 45, failed to show up for the 830 mass on December 17, 2010, and was found unconscious in his garage with the motorcycle running. I think that pretty much constitutes guilt. If the guy knows he's been caught, I guess it's time to just end it all. Now, prosecutors said Radigan had left a note saying he was sorry for hurting the church and his family. Guilty. Why even have a trial? Just send him to prison. Bishop Finn said in the statement that Radigan was sent to live at the Sisters of St. Francis of the Holy Eucharist, where he served as a priest, but was directed not to have any contact with children, are you fucking serious? This guy is being charged with child pornography, so instead of kicking him out or sending him to jail, they ship him off to another parish and tell him not to have any contact with kids? What the fuck is wrong with you people? The fucking Catholics. God damn it. What? Oh, you people just... Oh. Oh, God, I hope, I hope your Jesus comes down and just strikes you fucking dead. Now, in late March, I received some reports that Sean was violating some of the conditions of his stay. Hmm, was he now? I'm telling you, these guys are incurable. You can't cure these guys. No amount of therapy is going to help these guys. Okay? Now, he also said, I was told that he attended a St. Patrick's Day parade and met with family and friends. He also attended a child's birthday party at the invitation of the child's parents. What the fuck's wrong with that child's parents? Now, I confronted him about these things and told him again that he was not permitted to have any contact with minors. Okay, look. This guy is not to have any contact with children, okay? Even though he's been possessing child pornography. Okay. All right. That's one strike, Catholics. Now, he's at a birthday party. So instead of sending him right to jail and saying, you're an idiot, you're a stupid motherfucker for even doing this. Get the fuck out of my church. He t tells him again. 
that he's not permitted to have contact with minors. What is he, a, 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 an adolescent? This guy should know better. The motherfucker's 45 years old. Second time... Now, it was only after Bishop Finnan said Radigan continued to disregard these orders that Vicar General Monsignor Robert Murphy contacted police. So the guy did it again and again and again. Finally, they contact the police, which leads to his arrest and charges on May 19th. It's probably a bit late. How many kids did he fucking molest? Or how much more child pornography did he possess during that time that you let him continue? Unbelievable. I I really, really despise the Catholic Church for this. Now, in mid-December of 2010... Finn was told that a personal computer belonging to Friar Sean Radigan was found to have many images of female children. Most of those images were children at public or parish events. He was told that there were also some, a small number of images that were more disturbing, or much more disturbing. Now, there were images of unclothed children that were not identifiable. Because her, their faces were not visible. So in other words, he's trying to be smart. He's making sure he's taking the picture with their heads cut off. I mean, why even see the heads anyway? All he wants to see is the, the nude body anyway. Now, immediately after the diocese became aware of these images, Sean Radigan attempted suicide. Yeah, we know this already. So they're going to send him to a psych, for a psychiatric evaluation out of state? That's it. I, I, I can't read this anymore. This is completely and utter nonsense. Nonsense. Fucking Catholics ought to be ashamed of yourself for doing that. Sending him out of state? Why don't they send him to prison where he can get butt-fucked up the ass right along with Paul Pollock? Oh. Here's another idiot. A pastor... A youth pastor has sex with teens to cure their homosexuality. Oh, my fucking God. Here we go. A former youth pastor in Council Bluffs, Iowa, says he had sex with teenage boys because it was his pastoral duty to help the teens with homosexual urges by praying while he had sexual contact with them. Okay, kids, pray to God while I got my finger up your ass. And playing with your balls at the same time, ask God to rid you of these homosexual urges. <laughs> oh. But it says here that law enforcement has different views of his actions. Well, no shit. I think anybody would. Except this guy, demented as he is. Now, uh, he, he's uh, 31. And he was arrested on 60 counts of suspicion of sexual exploitation. By a counselor or therapist. Oh God, therapist, that's great. Another therapist. Now, Garot told Council Bluff police detectives that he had sexual contact with four young men starting in 2007 in order to help them gain sexual purity in the eyes of God. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Christians. And, I, and we're not supposed to judge you on the accounts of uh, a few men. 
Oh, we're not finished yet. There are many more parts to this besides part two. Let me tell you that. Now, Potawatomi County Attorney Matt Wilbur said the non-peril that at least eight men had come forward with complaints that Garo molested them. See? Can't just fuck one of them. He's got to keep going. They're, it's a, they're creatures of habit. You know, they do it once. They can't just do it once and stop. They got to do it over and over. It's a sickness. It's a sickness. It, you, people aren't born this way like homosexuals are. Okay? And they try to make that, that argument. Well, I, I, I just love sweet little girls ages three to nine. I was born this way. Fuck you. You weren't born that way. You're not. It's a sickness, my friends. It's a sickness. And all the Christians say the Satanists are bad. I don't see any Satanists here being charged with molesting children. I haven't seen one. What does that tell you? Now, court documents indicated Garou told investigators the most sexual contact he had was with one teen over a four-year period. Oh, starting when the boy was 14 years old. Calling the contact mutual. and He said it occurred between 25 and 50 times during that period. The man just signed his ass's death warrant. His pooper is not going to be the same. I'm sure as he was telling police, his sphincter was quivering in terror, knowing that it's going to be violated many, many times over the course of this guy's short life. (laughs) Now, when investigators spoke to the teen, who is now an adult, he told him the number was between 50 and 100 times. Hmm. Who would have thought this man would have lied? (laughs) All right. Three other young men who were teenagers when the incident occurred told investigators the sex occurred at at Garo's home, too. And they all said they wanted to be helped with sexual purity. Look, guys, you're homos, all right? You're queer. Deal with it. That's the way you were born. That's the way your God made you. You don't think there's homosexuality in other species? You know, I've seen two female dogs humping each other. Homosexuality is in the animal kingdom too. It's not something that, it's not a sickness like, like child molesters are. You were born with this. Embrace it. Okay? Now, uh, they would help with sexual purity. When they would ejaculate, they would be getting rid of the evil thoughts in their mind, Garo allegedly told detectives. Oh. Wilbur said investigators are following leads to see if there are any more victims. Garo is currently free on $30,000 bond so he can grab another man's ball sack another, get, another time. Wow, they let this guy go on bond. Wow, does anybody see anything wrong with this besides me? Am I the only one that sees anything wrong with this? Now, I'm going to give you a clip 
um, an audio clip about a youth pastor who faces uh, sex charges. All right, go. A youth minister for a Claremont County church is behind bars this afternoon, charged with sexual battery on a 15-year-old girl. Christopher Evans appeared in court today on the charge. As Local 12's Rich Jaffe tells us, it's been just two days since the allegations surfaced. Rich? 39-year-old Christopher Evans allegedly began having sex with the 15-year-old girl in mid-July, a relationship that continued up until this week when he was arrested. Investigators developed information about the relationship from a number of different sources this past Monday and took action quickly. Didn't take long. Well, one day, uh, basically, or so, case closed and um, charges filed, and it uh, appears to be a good case at this point. We have to let the legal system take its course, but uh, everything fit into place, and the investigators did a great job. Armed with specific information about the sexual relationship with the underage girl, investigators got a statement from Evans and within hours arrested him, charging him with sexual battery. Since November 2007, Evans has been a youth pastor at the Saldair Church of Christ. However, according to authorities, the sexual contact all took place at his Bethel home where Evans lives with his wife and children. The crime has no connection to the church or his duties there as a youth minister. Teachers athletic coaches, ministers, those are particularly troublesome and it is more serious and the law looks at it more serious. Uh, generally uh, the, the offense carries a higher penalty and when the sentence is usually to be meted out, judges will consider the abuse, if you will, of a position of authority in victimizing or exploiting a younger person. I spoke with the minister of the Saldair Church of Christ, and he tells me he's known Chris Evans for 13 years. He says there were never any indications of impropriety between Evans and any members of the congregation. He also says that Evans was loved and respected throughout the entire community up to this point. Members of the church have also cooperated to the fullest possible extent with the criminal investigation. I'm sure they have. I'm sure they're just dying to help with the investigation, motherfuckers. They ain't dying to help. They, he was well-respected and loved up to this point. Remember, like I said at the beginning, everything's wonderful until they find out you're fucking a little kid and all of a sudden they turn their backs on you and claim that you don't exist. And of course, oh, he didn't do it on church property. We're sure of that. Really? Are you really sure about that? Are you really sure that he didn't go in there in the middle of the night and fuck a couple of kids? You don't know that. But, of course, you're going to help with the uh, investigation. You people are so full of shit, you have no idea what you're doing. No idea. All right, we got one more for you. A Kansas church youth leader charged with soliciting a child. Hmm. This is in Kansas City, Kansas. A church youth leader was charged Tuesday with soliciting a child who attends his church. Hmm. Attends his church. Okay. Michael Joy, who is, I'm sure he's full of it, who's 40, faces one count of aggravated indecent solicitation of a child. He was, he is being held, he was being held Tuesday on $150,000 bond. It was unclear if he had a lawyer. How can it be unclear if he had a lawyer? Isn't it before they question him, he's supposed to ask for a lawyer, or a lawyer comes in and says, hey, I'm his court-appointed attorney, leave him alone? He won't be answering any questions at this time? Isn't that how it goes? I guess not. I guess, you know, if you're a child molester, then nobody really gives a shit about you. Okay. Now, Joy, 
one of the five youth leaders for Stony Point Baptist Church. Remember, folks, I'm giving you the name of the church and the place where it's located. Don't go there. He was convicted of eight counts of indecent liberties with a child in the late 1980s. Oh, so he's done this before, and they didn't realize this? Maybe they should start doing background checks on these motherfuckers. You know? Now, according to the Kansas Department of Corrections website, he spent more than eight years in prison and was released on parole in 2000. He was discharged from parole in 2003, according to the website. So he spent some time in prison had his turd cutter traumatized, and then got out in 2000, and then discharged from parole in 2003. Okay, so his name should be on the sex offender registry, right? You know, a a little uh, note to the churches out there. Whenever you hire a pastor or a youth pastor or a Sunday school teacher, check his background. See if he doesn't like little girls and boys. To touch him in the genital area. You know? It might save your kids a lot of heartache. I'm just telling you this. I know you all don't give a shit. You all love this type of controversy. Now the Stony Point Baptist Church pastor Thomas Hamilton said. That Joy was arrested Friday after a mother called Hamilton the day before. Alleging that Joy had inappropriate contact with her child. Wow. Wow. It's a good thing this mother, uh, one thing I got to give to this mother is she actually called. Okay? That's good. She called immediately. Now, the family attends the church, but the alleged contact was not on church grounds. Wow. They think they're getting smart. They're not. Uh, Hamilton notified police. See, not like the Baptists who waited a year to give evidence away. Um, he then took Joy, they, they took Joy into custody while at the church. Good. Embarrassed the fuck out of him. He should have put him in handcuffs and said, you are being arrested for molesting children right in front of everybody. And I'm sure they did. Now, Hamilton said that other allegations against Joy could surface. Like I said, they don't just do it once. He said Joy had been a youth leader for an independent congregation of 70 to 120 members since 2001. It's a lot of kids. You got 170 to 120 members, no telling how many are couples with children, one, two, three, four kids, whoever. Man, that's a lot of, that's a lot of ass to cover. (laughs) Anyway, I think this might be the tip of the iceberg, Hamilton said in his church office Tuesday. Yeah, I think it could be. Now, Hamilton, who joined the congregation as pastor in 2005, said Joy asked to meet him in 2005 and tearfully told him he had been convicting of having sex with a teenage girl when he was 18 and that he had spent some time in prison for that offense. Now, see, I just lost all respect for this Hamilton guy because the minute he heard that, she immediately got rid of him, immediately, before the guy even walked out the door. Joy, get the fuck out of here. I don't ever want to see you in my church again. And then tell everybody that Sunday about Joy and then ask if Joy has molested any of those kids in that congregation. But he didn't do it. So you know what? I've lost all respect for the guy. 
being the fact that he did uh, call the police immediately, who gives a shit? He should have, uh, he should have uh, got rid of this guy before he did any more damage. But he didn't. Now, after that meeting, Hamilton conduct, conducted a web-based sex offender search and found nothing matching Joy's name and address. So, of course, you're not, he probably gave a false name or that, or he had a na- the right name, but a false address. He was invisible, Hamilton said. We should have just fucking took his word for it. You know, what guy is going to come into your office and say, uh, Pastor, I, I, I want to tell you uh, that before I came to your church, I was molesting young girls. Who's going to make that up? Who's going to go into an office and say that and say, oh, I was just kidding? You fucking serious? Now, Stony Point Baptist Church does not routinely perform criminal background checks. Well, I guess they're going to from now on. And Hamilton said that he does not know what is involved in performing such searches. Oh, you're so full of shit, Hamilton. I'm sure you could go to the local police department and ask them. You get, oh, you, you are an idiot. You are a complete idiot, Hamilton. Now, according to the Kansas Registered Offenders website operated by the Kansas Bureau of Investigation, offenses committed before 1994 are not available. Joy's offenses, eight counts of indecent liberties with a child, occurred in 1987 and 1989. The guy got himself a free ticket there. A free ticket. He should have never... See, and if he was a smart pedophile, which none of them are, he wouldn't have said nothing. But... I guess his conscience got the best of him. As twisted as he is, his conscience got him. Now, Church Mutual Insurance Company, a Merrill, Wisconsin-based company that provides insurance to the church, has recommendations for performing background searches on employees on its website, but does not require such searches. I'm sure they're going to now. Hamilton said he received a call Thursday night about the allegations that led to the latest charge against Joy, it was a church member mother saying Joy had been inappropriate with her child. There was no touching, Hamilton said, but the child was put in a very uncomfortable situation. Hamilton would not give the child's age or gender. Oh. And once again, withholding evidence. He said he confronted Joy at his home after talking to the family and that Joy admitted he had been acting inappropriately. My goodness, get this guy out of the church. Why do you continually keep giving these people chances? Now, Hamilton said the youth group's laptop was also missing Friday, and Joy told him he had it. Hamilton did not know if police had recovered the laptop. He probably destroyed it because it had a lot, probably had a lot of child pornography in it. Now, Hamilton said he had discussed the arrest with the congregation in hopes to move forward. I want this to be a rallying point, a wake-up call, he said. Really? Is this what it takes? Is this what it takes? Why don't you search on the Internet and see about child molesters in other churches and say, you know what, I don't want this to happen in my church. I think we should, have, we should start screening our uh, employees. No, you have to wait for it to happen in your own fucking church. Before you decide to wake up. 
Anyway, folks, if anybody's assigned to go to church, get the names of the youth pastors, and before you let your kids go in there, check the sex offender registry. Check all the places to see he doesn't have a criminal record. Or just do one better. Don't go. All right? Okay. Next show, we're going to be talking about drugs. All right, so stay tuned for that. Now, if you want to send me a comment or an MP3 comment so I can put it on the air, email me at solistheory at gmail.com, and I'll get them on there. And anybody who's sending me an MP3, it will not, I repeat, will not be edited. The way you record it is the way it will be put on the podcast. Okay, so stay tuned for the next episode of My Thoughts on the World, and I hope soon to hear your thoughts, too. Thank you for listening. <laughs>